Good morning and welcome to the manual. It's a new week. Hope all is well. We will start this week off with our health and wellness as we've been doing for the last two weeks or so. Mondays and Tuesdays being dedicated to that. Sorry I wasn't able to post yesterday. I was taking an exam, taking a class right now. So uh, sorry for not having a post yesterday. And hopefully I will make up for it this week at some point. So today we're going to talk about a few things when it relates to our diets. Um, Some of the good, the bad, and the uglies. I want to give you guys a homework assignment. If you have time this week, today, Friday, the weekend, just between now and Sunday, to write down things that you eat, whatever you eat, whatever comes across. Don't worry about adding in uh, grams, proteins, you know, carbs, whatever. Just write down what you eat to kind of get a glance at what you're putting into your system every day. You know, if you're if you're already working out, kind of see what you're eating around your workouts, either pre-workout, post-workout, or during. Some people like to eat during their workouts, and I'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to exercise in futility by letting you guys get a glance at what you can see. I'm a visual person, like most people are. Uh, things make sense to me, obviously, when you say them to me, but they make a more impact on me when I write them down and I can see them. I do that with goals. So... I write down sometimes what I eat. If I'm having a bad week, bad month, bad year, I can kind of get a, a, a sneak peek at what I'm eating. What am I putting in, into my system? And the number one thing that we all struggle with on some level, you may not think so or not, but it's sugar. Sugar is the number one drug in America. I know people talk about the psych- psychedelic drugs and, and, and hallucinogens and things of that nature. But sugar is a very highly addictive drug. And if you don't believe me, um, I got some facts for you to kind of start this off. So one of the things that you guys need to know about sugar, it creeps up in everything that we eat for the most part, except for water. Unless you make something lemonade, iced tea, sugar is in everything that we do. So... Most barbecue sauces, I'm, on, I'm not, I'm not going to pick on any particular, but they contain as much sugar as a Snickers bar. Think of that. Barbecue sauce. They would like to put on chicken, put on ribs, put on steaks, whatever you want to put it on. It has enough sugar for, as a Snickers bar, which is a lot of sugar. Okay. Uh, salad dressings, such as fr- uh, the French dressing, Kraft actually makes this, is, has as much sugar as one Reese cup. Okay, and four tablespoons of a Smucker's jelly <laughs> contains enough of two bags of Skittles. That is insane. That is insane. Okay, and I don't eat this, but I, I, I guess some of you guys still do. As a kid, I used to rebel against this like crazy. My mom and dad tried to give me this stuff. You know, like the canned fruit, the canned pears, um, uh, canned pineapple ring, all that kind of stuff. Is is I used to always think that was gross as a kid because the syrup was so, so sweet. It was insane. So uh, Dole, for instance, makes pineapple rings and heavy syrup, and it contains more sugar than one cup of Ben and Jerry's Funky Monkey Ice Cream. Chunky Monkey Ice Cream, excuse me. And then, um, of course, uh, I love uh, tomato sauce just as much as the next person, but a half cup of Prego contains uh, more sugar than two Oreo cookies. To kind of give you an idea of, of how sugar can equate to things that we're familiar with. And uh, I've seen shows where people can eat four or five Snickers bars, four or five Three Musketeers bars, can eat a uh, stack of pancakes laden with syrup. Uh, you know, I like sugar as much as the next person, but I have my limits where I just can't 
uh, indulge, I'll probably start to shake or, or feel jittery or whatever it is. So I always tell people like when it comes to your, if you are a person um, who likes sugar as a comfort food, you have to be very, very careful because sugar is something that you cannot, once you turn it on, it's hard to turn off. Once you feed that beast, you're going to keep wanting sugar because it becomes a comfort thing. We all have a comfort food. Think about your comfort food. You had a shit day, shit week. You know, it's raining cats and dogs with it. And you want something to make you feel better. We all have that kind of food that we like to eat that makes us feel a lot better, you know, once we eat this food. But what happens is that when we have more of these days and often, that that becomes a habit. That becomes every time I equate to having a bad day, the minute I start feeling that bad day comes on, coming on, I'm going to say, you know what, I, I need to get my favorite meal. And that meal might not be a, a healthy meal. Most chances it's not. But you're going to gravitate towards that because that that's healthy feelings for you that I'm going to feel better when I eat this. So be wary of your sugar intake because it is says a lot, especially if you also have um, diabetes in your family, hypertension, sugar is something that you definitely want to stay away from. We often hear about uh, salt you know, with, with hypertension, but also sugar plays a, a very big deal in that as well. So you got to be very, very careful of what you put into your system when it comes to um, these, these sugar uh, cravings. Okay. So we have to learn about reading ingredients as, as I mentioned to you guys on a previous episode, because hidden sugars are in everything. They're in everything. So hidden sugars uh, go by the name of, just in case you guys didn't know, goes as corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, corn sweetener, fruit juice concentrate, puree molasses, honey, or and maple syrup. Okay? These are sugars. These are sweeteners. These kind of go into everything that we buy at some level. Okay? But you, then there's also varieties of sugars as well, such as raw sugar, beet sugar, brown sugar, cane sugar, and of course, plain sugar, which is the plain old white sugar that is bleached to hell and it gets kind of crazy. Okay? But what I want you guys to kind of concentrate on is the O's. And the O's is the O-S-E, like dextrose, fructose, glucose, lactose, maltose, sucrose. Okay? Those is what you want to look at. Um, when you're looking at your at your labels to kind of get an idea of what's in this thing that you're going to buy, because you have to definitely, definitely be careful that you, it's not creeping up, if it, especially if you're trying to avoid these sugars. You definitely want to make sure that the ingredients are not laden with this stuff all over the place. OK, and then don't fall for the healthy, um, healthy versions of sugar, because it's it's kind of a it's kind of a trap. Um uh, high fructose corn syrup, it's a crazy, crazy thing that is, um, it, it's how it as being better, but it's actually not. And I mentioned this guy to, to you guys on, on various occasions not to get caught up in these sugars. Oh, this is the healthier way of sugar. Okay. Unless it's raw cane sugar or raw sugar. It's not good for you guys. It's not It's not good at all. And then, of course, know your serving sizes, okay? So you definitely want to keep your serving sizes uh, limited as to your sugar intake, especially if you, again, if I mentioned to you that if you are a, an emotional eater and you want to feel better or you want to indulge in sugar to the point of, of having this on an extreme level, okay? So be, be very, very careful because um, 
one of the labels that you should look out for is no no more added sugar. When it says that, that's an automatic setup and layup for you to know that it already has a lot of sugar in it and they're not adding any more. Okay, so you definitely want to make sure that you are taking stock in what you're putting into your body because sugar has crashes. Once you come off that 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 high, it is a crash for some people and it's, it's very hard. Now, I throw a caveat in there for you guys. So when you're working out intensely and when you're doing a lot of circuit training, hit training, and things of that nature, um, sugar can actually be a benefit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, you've probably seen people in the gym uh, eat Skittles um, or M&Ms during a lift. They're looking for that juice real quick. Uh, they're using that up really quickly in that workout. So they're burning through that sugar. Okay, But if you are having sugar right after a workout, it's not a good idea to do something like that. So beware of the sugar intake, as I mentioned, and learn to read the labels and learn what the scientific names are and the many forms of sugar that we put into our body because our bodies break stuff down. And when you put in foreign uh, foreign substances, your body kind of makes adaptations and it, it makes shortcuts. And it's, when it can't break it down, it just pushes it out. Okay, there's certain foods that we just cannot digest. Think of corn. Corn, when you pass corn, corn is the same way it goes in. I don't know. It's a weird magic trick. I always thought it was a magic trick when I was a kid. I'm like, Mom, I ate that corn on the cob, but it's still there. And she's like, well, it's the way it breaks down. Okay, so learn about how food breaks down in your system, especially sugar, because sugar breaks down at a much faster rate, but it has very adverse adverse effects on your health. Okay, so we talked about sugar as being one of those things. Now we're going to talk about some superfoods that I want to kind of get your attention uh, focused on. Okay. And then what I say about superfoods is things that, that are very good for you. Uh, eating, eating wise. Um, a lot of people like to add a lot of protein to their diets. They like to add a lot of carbohydrates. Now carbohydrates, I, you know, they get a bad rap because depending on if they're complex, not complex, refined, unrefined, that kind of thing. You have to understand. So the quickest rule of thumb for that is known as if it's packaged, if it's in a can, a box, a piece of plastic, uh, those are, you know, preservative filled. Those are not good for you. Those are things that you should avoid at all costs. Uh, you know, cakes, honey buns, ice cream, those type of things, those type of things you don't want to eat. Now, when you have to eat pasta and rice and, and sweet potato, things like that, those actually are good for you and can help you through workouts and kind of help your diet, so to speak. So knowing how you train, I mentioned this in the previous podcast, knowing how you, if you're training like an athlete to be an athlete, you were an athlete, you want to be an athlete, there's a different way of training than being a bodybuilder or or if, uh, a uh, a fitness um, I'm sorry, a marathon runner or something like that. So each type of these um, kind of sub subsections, they, they eat different. You, you feel your body different for a sport. You know, if you're not working out in a athletic manner, so to speak, then you should not be packing on tons of calories because, again, your body needs to fuel. Your body needs to burn. Think of the firewood scenario, as I told you guys. You know, we all have our BMRs that you should be aware of. And for those who are listening for the first time who have missed that episode, a BMR is your basal metabolic rate, which basically is what your body needs at, at rest, at a minimum per day to survive. 
the more busier you are, the more active you are, your BMR goes up. If you're working out three, four, five days a week, you're going to eat, eat more calories, eat more food to sustain uh, energy levels. But if you are not doing that, if you just say couch potato, then you have to be wary of not not eating over what your minimum would be. OK, so um, we all kind of have that threshold. Um, you can jump on any calorie calculator online and you put in your age, your height, your weight and your intensity levels. Um, if you want to see how much you need to survive if you're working out. And then, again, they have the option of doing your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. Okay. In addition, guys, um, I bought a, uh, a, a, I have a variety of scales. Um, I'm not a scale watcher per se, but I like different types of scales. I don't know why it's come like a collective thing over the past few years. But with scales... Um, I finally bought one that's analyzing um, to the point. I had one. I have one already uh, through a company I did some work with um, a few years ago, and they let me keep it as part of the promotion. Um, but I have to use it with a um, heart rate monitor, which is kind of cumbersome. But I was able to get my hands on a, a nice scale, and it gives me about 13 different metrics. So it gives me like my my BMR, it gives me my um, skeletal muscle mass, water weight, um, uh, fat, you know, I'm sorry, fat percentage, you know, tear weight, all that kind of good stuff. So it's good. It's a good way for me to track these things. And uh, it's very inexpensive now. These scales now cost anywhere from $20 to about 50 Back in the day, they were going for $200, $300. But now everyone's kind of becoming... Um, metric savvy so it's it's easier to, to track that so i implore you to kind of get a scale that can measure these things so you can kind of see your baseline versus if you're improving if you're losing um weight for instance one of the things that um scales measure now is your visceral fat and visceral is a very important fat because it's the fat that surrounds your organs so your lungs your liver your heart your kidneys that type of thing you want to know uh, you know, that number is not a high number because, you know, that's uh, risk factors for uh, diabetes, hypertension, and a few other chronic illnesses. So you definitely want to get an idea of what's going on on the inside. We all look great on the outside, but if you're not doing good on the inside, it's for not. It's, it's, it's kind of counterproductive and counterintuitive. So be careful of... What you're putting into your bodies, because if you want a, a projected outcome, you want to definitely make sure that you're giving yourself the best chance to get that outcome. Okay, so going back to power foods, sorry for that little tangent there. You definitely want to get your basic um, power needs. So obviously your omega threes. You want to get your proteins. You want to get your your fats. Um, beans are a very good um, source for a lot of um, for a lot of people. I am. I I thought about being a vegetarian a few times, and I have my friends who are vegetarians and who are vegans who get on me constantly about the animal protein that I eat. Now I don't eat red meat. I stopped eating red meat when I was 16 back in 1990, but I do eat uh, a lot of chicken and I eat a lot of fish. Okay, um, I'm actually eating more and more fish these days, but I wouldn't consider myself a pescatarian just yet. Uh, I do like seafood, but. Uh, I like chicken. Um, it's very hard for me to get off of it. It took me a while to get off fried chicken. A long time. It, that was a battle. That was a battle. But I'm now, you know, making 
uh, you know, chicken in different ways. Funny, I had someone give me a book um, <laughs> called 50 Sage of Chicken. Um, it's 50 ways to make chicken. I didn't even think there were five ways to make chicken, but there's 50 ways to make chicken. And it's actually a pretty good, interesting recipe book. So if you get your hands on it, it's called 50 Sage of Chicken. It's actually a pretty good uh, cookbook for, for those things. Okay, so um, thinking about um, your vitamins and minerals uh, when it comes to power foods, uh, uh, excuse me, fruits and vegetables are a, are a big source. And again, when I talk about vegetables, I'm talking about a color palette, the, your bright greens, your your reds, uh, like peppers, uh, your oranges, um, citrus fruits, things of that nature. Because in the um, pandemic that we're fighting, a lot of our immune systems are weakened uh, due to these respiratory illnesses um, that's caused by these complications of this virus. So you want to have your immune system as be as strong as you can. So having vitamin C, vitamin D, you know, those things in your system, you want to definitely, definitely build up that armament against those type of things. You want to make sure that you give yourself the best fighting chance. And this is not only just for COVID. This is for anything. Before COVID, uh, it's laying down this 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 uh, this insane um, killing rate. Heart disease is still undefeated in America. It's the number one killer. The number one killer, and it's been the number one killer for decades. For decades, it's been the number one killer in this country because, again, we don't look at uh, that as being something that we should uh, look out for. And it's our foods are laden with it. It's laden with it. And, you know, it, it's very hard to understand uh, what you're putting in because everything is so prepackaged and we're, we move at the light of, uh, the speed of light in our lives that we don't have time to do things. We you know we go to a restaurant on the weekends to eat out or we might eat out every night, but we're because we're not preparing those foods and we're not putting those things together. We're putting that into our bodies. We're putting we're having someone else make that determination and decision for us of what we eat, how we eat, how much of it we eat and when we eat. Okay, your body gets used to this this clock of eating certain foods at certain times. So think of getting your your fruits and vegetables in as soon as you can um, throughout the day, because whether you uh, know about it or not, you definitely want to get those things um, under control. You definitely want to get those under control. Okay, so bouncing around a little bit here, we talked about sugar. We talked about some power foods, kind of brushed over power foods. Power foods is actually going to be a, a much in-depth talk at some point uh, where I can I can deep dive into it. But I want to kind of touch on a few things today. So I'm going to leave that right where it is. Okay, now so I had a question over the weekend um, hanging out with some some friends. So I like um, I like nuts. The only nuts that I, that I do not like is peanuts. Peanuts here and there, small quantities, cannot really. But my number ones are cashews, and then my number two are, uh, can never say this word, pistachios. I love them. I love the ones, you know, peeling them or whatever and, and eating. Uh, almonds are my third. Um, and the reason almonds are my third is because almonds are kind of, they're not sexy to me. Cashews are sexy to me. Almonds are not. Almonds are just almonds. Um, but the thing about uh, the thing about nuts is that there's a, a big variety of nuts. But then you have to know 
how much of them to eat, when to eat them, and how not to eat them. And I'll start with that. How not to eat nuts is is how the store packages these as toffeed, as um, roasted. Uh, the minute that it goes through those processes of putting on extra sugar or going through that roasting process, you're actually breaking the nut down to where it's no longer uh, it's no longer good or should not be consumed. Okay, um, think of uh, when you burn something and you're burning away all the properties that makes it really good. So you definitely do not want to eat roasted nuts because that's actually a rancid oil. It's actually a process that. That when the nut goes through that, it, it it really just makes it worthless. You're just eating these these roasted nuts for nothing, okay? Um, and there's a variety of nuts, obviously, from almonds, Brazilian nuts, chestnuts, chia seed, flax seeds, uh, hazelnuts, um, to name a few. And each of them have um, their own properties. Uh, and then when it comes to nuts, there's also the seed family that that goes with that, okay? Um, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds. Um, sunflower seeds, to name a few. Okay, so I like a variety of, of of nuts, but again, my my um least favorite my least favorite nuts to eat actually are probably pumpkin seeds. Um, but I love sesame seeds on stuff. I love walnuts um, in in certain things. Um, pine nuts, I've learned to kind of eat, but because they're so small, um. It kind of, I don't know, it kind of turns me off to eat eat that. Flaxseed, I obviously put in my smoothies. Um, I make a great smoothie with, with flaxseeds in it. Um, it's a very, very good um, uh, thing to add, an ingredient to add to your smoothies. And smoothies are what you make them. Whatever you want to put into your smoothies up to you. There's no... There's no real like, should I add this? Should I not add this? You know, it's it's if you're going for taste, obviously, things that taste good to you. If you're going for something a little less tasteful, then you would do that. Uh, I would say get a juicing book because smoothies and juicing are two different things. People don't understand that. People think smoothies and juicing is the same thing. It's two different types of way ways to liquefy your minerals and vitamins, okay? So it sounds like similar, but it's not, okay? Juicing is taking, you know, raw plants, fruits and vegetables, and you're making a concoction. A smoothie is usually, uh, uses a base of, um, of, uh, whey powder, whether it's, whether it's, uh, it's a soy or, or whey powder. And then you're adding to that. You're adding fruit, you're adding, you know, maybe like beets or something. You're adding stuff to it, but it's a totally different process. So, you know, they're not one and the same, but they're very, very, different when it comes down to that okay so when you're picking your nuts obviously if you have a nut allergy um i would say if you don't know uh don't be stupid in trying something and then having a reaction uh you know get tested to see what you can eat and what you can't eat when it comes to nuts because um nuts are it's something that's very sensitive to a lot of people and as i was a kid i don't remember that being a thing like oh this kid can't have nuts or this kid can't have peanuts or whatever. I don't remember that growing up, but as an adult, I've run into a lot of people, a lot of friends. Uh, I had dinner with a friend one time and uh, she had 
um, I think the sauce had nuts in it, and she had a reaction that scared the hell out of me. I was like, whoa. She's like, I'm allergic to peanut. I'm like, you are? Like, ow, what is that? I've never seen that. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So everyone's allergic to something. So if you have nut allergies, make sure that you don't have any when you kind of engage in snacking on these very good uh, power foods. Uh, so nuts are, are a good source um, of fats, good fats and things of that nature. And, you know, also seeds. Seeds kind of fall in that family as well. Okay. So when you also, um, uh, you know, pick a fat, since I'm, I'm going to end with that, you want to you wanna look at things uh, that are healthy, healthy fats, avocados, okay? You want to look at um, olive oil. The, you know, Mediterraneans uh, have one of the best diets on the planet. Mediterranean people have one of the best diets on the planet. They, you know, I think second to that um, as far as health uh, would be the Eskimo or Inuit diet, uh, they have few less cases of cardiovascular disease than most populations do because they eat a lot of foods that are rich in krill and omega-3s and things of that nature. So oils are very good. Um, The trick about oils, and I had to learn this um, kind of through my own ignorance, is that if you're using olive oil, you should never heat it up. Like you cook, you can cook with it. You can obviously put it in as in a pan as a base. But if you drizzle a little bit on your food, on your salad or whatever, that's a that's a way to absorb it better than to strip it away. Because again, the cooking process, the the heat process, takes away from that that whole um, healthy part of it. It, it strips it away. So I didn't know that. I used to just always cook with olive oil and think that I'm oh, okay. I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm like ah. Then I would see videos of people, um, you know, on the Food Channel, and they're drizzling stuff with olive oil. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you put that on after? It's not gonna be too oily. But they drizzle it. They don't pour it on. They just kind of drizzle it. Uh, I saw a guy at a picnic, and he had like a little oil canister. So he's like, you know. Look. Like a like a genie lamp, and you were pouring it on his. I'm like, wow, okay. So I had this all wrong. So I had to kind of learn how to how to absorb my oils and and deal with that in that regard. So when it comes down to it, everything has its own science. Everything everything that you eat, um, you know, you you can you can research now. You know, doctors give us a a wealth of knowledge on how to. How to eat, you know, eat our food, how to process, how to unprocess, you know, what's the better way to go, raw, cooked, whatever. It's up to you what you want to put into your body because, again, as I mentioned, you're taking care of yourself. You know, unless you're under the treatment of a doctor for an ailment or illness or disease, that's what you're doing. You're, you're trying to prevent these things. You're trying to eat better, you know. So process is not the way to go. Anything that's already pre-made for you, like, you know, we, there's tons of aisles in the supermarket of things that are pre-made. You know, they have, they have breakfast sandwiches that are pre-made. I never understood that. I'd rather go to a deli, have them, you know, put a bagel together or a muffin for me versus... It's coming out of a of a freezer, and I'm going to heat it up in the in the in the microwave, and take it to work. It's just never, it never, I never connected the dots on that of, of how that works. So breakfast sandwiches, especially, I'm like, just make just make something at home, you know, just scramble some eggs or whatever, some egg whites, whatever you want to eat, do it yourself. But again, we live in a world that we we're moving so fast that 
we are paying for convenience. We're paying for the fact that someone else can do this for me. But again, that person is not making decisions that you would make for yourself. They're kind of just working, you know, working it out for the masses. So definitely feel that you can make better choices. Um, you know, even out to the water you drink. I talked about that last episode. You know, we have all of these fancy waters on the market. You know, you have to look into what's good for you. You know, tap water, uh, not a big fan of it. But I know in some cities, you know, there's a lot of fluoride in these waters, you know, in the, in the filtering process. So it may be good for your teeth, but harmful to your body or vice versa. So depending on how you put things in, when you put things in, why you put things in, you know, you have to understand your what, why, where and when's when it comes to picking your foods as you're putting into your bodies. You know, supplementation is the same way. Do not take something because a friend takes it. Take something that you need to take because it, 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 it affects you. You may, and I, I've heard of this, I've not experienced this firsthand. Someone may think that they're iron deficient and they take an iron supplement, but they're, but they're, all, but they're so at adequate levels of their iron intake that they're actually over supplementing. And that could be done with anything, you know, your vitamin C, your vitamin D, um, you know, things like that. You know, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't necessarily double and triple down on something uh, because, again, it, it has adverse effects. Taking s- too much of something will hurt you. In, in the long run, you know, and your kidneys is a filter, you know, your kidneys filter everything out. So, you know, be harmful, um, not to your body, you know, be wasteful and not to your mind, you know, don't, don't waste your time, you know, taking things that are unproven things, things that are not, you know, that are, that are super, uh, easy. You know, we get these, these, these infomercials that tell us about, oh, this is a great wonder product and all this bullshit. And I'm like, listen, you know, research it, research what's in it. Because you'll find out that maybe two of, the in, two of the ingredients that's in this product is actually something that is uh, beneficial and the rest of it is crap. You know, and, and I'm not saying all, all things, all supplements that are made um, are like this, but the indication that they give you on the bottle saying that this is not FDA approved, that tells you right there. No one studied the effects of it, you know, it's something that the company led in a study and they're telling you that, oh, you know, we tested a, a thousand athletes and out of a thousand athletes, 400 of them had this great experience, you know, it's their test. They can write whatever they want. It wasn't independently studied by something, um, something or somebody else. So understand that when you see these, you know, the, these um, amazing, amazing uh, products that come out. Do, do your research before taking them because you're putting them into your body. Your body has to process this stuff. When your body doesn't know what's going on, it's going to make, you know, the best decision for you. It's either going to push it out or process it the way it should, shouldn't be processed. And then now you're dealing with some problems. Okay, so I hope that this talk today, um, I kind of brushed on a couple of things. Um, I'm going to pick something um, for tomorrow's talk and kind of do a deeper dive. But I definitely wanted to get you guys some kind of content today. And I hopefully uh, you had, you know, some questions answered or it piqued some curiosity and you can kind of go out and do some research. Thank you for choosing the manual and have a great day.